0: Hey everybody, it's Dave here and Darren over there, where your two old bloggers been doing this for over two decades. Peace, commenting publicly on your Minnesota Vikings. Today we've got a show for you. We've got three themes as usual. The first one, Kirko changed. <laughs> is it chains or is it changed? We'll find out because it looks like it may be the latter. Second one, we get into... Justin Jefferson and how I love learning about, how I loved to learn and love the 50-50 ball. Yes, I could be Slim Pickens riding the bomb down. You bet, baby. And hopefully, Justin Jefferson is just that. As he's riding Kirk Cousins passes down into the end zone. And finally, we get into the Bills and the Vikings. Who are the Vikings going to play? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Case Keenum? Where Will the miracle in Minneapolis happen again with Case Keenum to Stefan Diggs? Who knows? We'll find out Gordon. I'm in the pocket, baby Norseman, and Lake Monster Brewing presents Two Old Bloggers. Starting now. Hey, everybody. I want to say hi to Raymond, to Dan, and to Jonathan in the remarks. Welcome to the show. Hey, there's been some weird glitching stuff happening before the show. Don't know what it is. This show is only broadcasting live on YouTube. It is not going to Facebook for some reason. They probably changed their code again. Can't stand that, but that happens every once in a while. If you have friends over that normally watch on Facebook, tell them to come on over. But in the meantime, it's Saturday, and it's time for your pregame show. But first, let me introduce my partner in crime, the one that's been doing this as long as I have. Mr. Darren Campbell, sitting right over there. How you doing, Darren?
1: I'm doing okay, David. Um, got a bit of a cold or something. Not COVID, though, because I got tested today, and it was, came back <laughs> negative. But uh, sore throat, so I apologize to everybody for the scratchy voice you're going to be hearing. And hopefully I'm not coughing all the time. And That's just, what whiskey's
0: uh, for. Kill that stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't uh, get any whiskey, but uh, <laughs> gutting it out like a good Viking should be doing. Yes. How's the weather up there in the frozen north? Mild, but that means getting lots of snow. We had like twenty inches this past week, so mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of sh- doing a lot of shoveling, David. Luckily, it's mm-hmm. light snow, not where I'm from, Nova Scotia. You get this slushy, heavy snow. It like feels like you're lifting up fifty pounds each time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't get that kind of snow here in Yellowknife. Usually, it's kind of light, fluffy, dry. Just that just that it uh, happens in November, it happens like every every damn day. So mm-hmm. you're shoveling every day.
0: Yeah. When I lived in New Hampshire, they had that heavy wet stuff. And it,
1: yeah. It was a workout.
0: And as soon as you get done, the plows came through. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked every time. All right. We're here to talk about Minnesota Vikings. So let's get that started. We titled this one, Ride Till I Can't No More, from an uh, old country road song that lyric comes from. And that's what we intend to do with Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. And that's who are pictured here. So, we go from that to... First one, Kirk Kirko Chains. you wanted to talk about
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, David. Um, since Kirk Cousins has been, <clears throat> thanks, Raymond. I don't have any blackberry brandy along, but maybe I'll get some tonight and have it for tomorrow's <laughs> game. Uh, so, thanks for the uh, thanks for the uh, tip, the health tip, brought to you by Ray Ray Hoglund. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Kirk O'Chains—that's uh, Christian Darrisaw's nickname for uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, since Kirk Cousins came to the Vikings in 2018, uh, Vikings, the, his leadership has been questioned. David, there's been—you mm. know—there's oh, yeah. no doubt about that. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, part of that has to do with. The record of the teams that he's been the quarterback for—that 500 record—and uh, that's that's impacted how I think how fans and the media view Kirk Cousins as a quarterback and as a leader. I think it also has to do with uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, gosh, golly, gee, kind of a uh, you know apple pie person.
0: Uh huh.
1: Oh, and oh no,
0: we are having technical problems down here, and it looks like maybe up there. But yes, so now. Kirk C- Oh, you're breaking in. You're breaking up. Kirk Cousins was, uh, there we go, work on the alternate. But Kirk Cousins was uh, the ultimate CEO quarterback. And we still got him frozen. Where, you know, everything he said was, you know, buy the book, what you'd want to hear, the whole, uh, the whole works. And oh no, I hope this day isn't going like this anymore. Come on, stop. Where you'd hear him say the the rote things like, well, I have to watch the tape. Everything, you know, I thought we played pretty well. Everything's good. No, you know, and he's in his button up shirt and his dad looking, and everything is all prim and proper. He's that golly, you know, gosh, golly G guy, you know. Very religious, and it wasn't, uh, you rarely heard a curse word. You have heard it a few times this year, which is a a new beginning, maybe.
1: I'm back, Dave. Yes, I see.
0: (laughs) Our gremlins Uh, continue.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you, you've continued on that theme. Uh, Kirk Cousins, his his record as a quarterback, his personality—I think those are two things that have made people look at his his ability as a leader. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that young football players of a certain age would really follow and lead, right? Um, but uh, this year, you know, with the Vikings now it's going seven and one, i uh, starting to read more. Um, in in various circles about uh, talking about how kirk cousins is a different pl- uh, person he's a you know his his leadership is different than it has been in in the previous years uh and so I, I kind of i wanted to explore that and see uh you know what be, might be some of the reasons for that you know the first thing really is david oh, when you're seven and oh you're a quarterback on a seven and one team uh people think that you crap gold <laughs> right? right like you're yeah you know so you, we've seen the the photos again kirko chains on the airplanes now the flight's home the vikings got, players have got him wearing chains last week he they got him to do it again he took his shirt off did a little bit of dancing. He up. He's on all kinds of talk shows after this week. Made it on the Manning Cast for Monday Night Football. So now you know that, like Kirk Cousins is suddenly popular. He's suddenly a cool guy, um, and that happens when you play for a winning team and a team that's won as much mm-hmm. as the Vikings have. But it I, has, but it's still, you know, that's that's winning. But I don't know whether he's been that much dar- uh, different. How much different is he as a leader uh, now mm-hmm. compared to his other? four years with the Vikings or his his previous years with the, the Redskins you and I aren't in the uh, aren't there day-to-day with him mm-hmm. with the team so it's hard for us to tell but I think that one thing that I think has made a difference is, is for Kirk Cousins is that Mike Zimmer isn't there anymore David and and uh, you you're pretty clear Mike Mike Zimmer never embraced Kirk Cousins he 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 wanted Teddy Bridgewater was his quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the guy, the kid that he loved, the kid that he wanted to be the quarterback the whole time. He was he was a coach for the Vikings. That didn't happen. They bring in Kirk Cousins. Zimmer never really embraced him. I don't think he even liked him. He certainly didn't have a very good relationship with him, working relationship with him. And for that reason, I don't think that Kirk Cousins has been was able to be at ease on the vikings while mike zimmer was there he didn't play loose i think and when you have a coach who doesn't appear to like you probably didn't want you on the team doesn't want you on the team but he's going along with it it's that's got to have an impact on how the players view you uh and also it's got to have an impact on how kirk cousins acts when he's around the team when he's around the head coaches So I think he was very tight his four years with with Mike Zimmer. And I think that showed on the field. It showed in his media availability. It showed after games as well. So not having uh, Mike Zimmer on the team, I think it's been a huge weight off of Kirk Cousins' shoulders. And that's helped him uh, be a a little bit different player, maybe as far as mentally, and also a little bit different leader. Um, That's one big thing. I think another big thing is that... um, you know, Kirk Cousins really this year, uh, his, he's not playing any better than he has in his previous eight years as an unquestioned starter. Mm-hmm. He might even be playing a little tick below you know, the standard he set That's in the previous. Yeah, yeah, well. in the previous four four years with the Vikings. But uh, one thing he has been doing, even if he's not playing, you know, a whole lot better, is that he has been making some big time plays in big moments, like. That 47-yard dime he threw under heavy pressure against Washington last week, uh, and it gets to Justin Jefferson and it got got, we're down 17 to seven. It's a third and seven, throws that dime, gets the comeback rolling, or that 28-yard game-winning touchdown pass to KJ Osborne against Detroit that won the game with 45 seconds left, or that. Beautiful throw, five yard throw, short throw to Osborne again against the Cardinals that, you know, got us that eight point lead and got us a you know, much more comfortable lead and helped us win that game. So Kirk Cousins has been making some, he's been doing that a lot this season. And when you make big plays and crunch time moments, again, players pick up on that that matters. Players pick up on, the, up on that. They believe you. They believe that you're going to do that. They believe that you can lead them to a win when the game is tight. And the Vikings have played a lot of tight games this year. So right, I and think that is what?
0: Me. Four or five comebacks already this yeah. season. And the fact that he can keep doing that instills in the team that, hey, we can do this. Kirk's led us before. We could do this again. Hey, so we're down a touchdown. No biggie. We're going to come back. Last week, we're down 10 points. No biggie. Kirk Cousins is going to lead us back. And that's exactly what he did. That whole attitudinal change, and we'll get into what may have helped cause that. But, you know, part of it is Mike Zimmer's gone, right? You you play, he played with the pucker factor, under Mike Zimmer, yeah. if he was afraid if he did something wrong, he was going to yell yelled at. And not that it was the yelling part that got it, but it was just, you know, every single time, if you were imperfect, you got screamed at. And that's wrong. You don't want to be in a work environment like that. But now he feels more free. He feels a lot more relaxed, it looks like, you know, to take the Aaron Rodgers, you know, term about it. And he's playing better when it is needed. You know, maybe across the board he isn't. We've gone to sleep too many quarters of this season, especially in the third quarter. Yeah. But if we can get that and get it, well, that's no big deal. We'll get it in the fourth. And if you win the fourth, you generally win the game. And he has done that so far this season. And it has been glorious.
1: It sure has. What also has been glorious, David, and as I think is another uh reason for this um Kirk Cousins and the leadership thing has been I gotta give a lot of credit to Kevin O'Connell. Um Game Changer was getting at it uh, below in his comment about a younger generation, a younger coach. But when Kevin O'Connell became head coach of this team, Dave, uh <clears throat> he's been since that day one, he's been pumping Kirk Cousins tires big time. (laughs) 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 You know, he he spent, you know, every media, you know, almost every media availability you've heard him talk about Kirk Cousins. You know, he loves Kirk Cousins. He loves his arm talent. He thinks he's a good leader. Uh, And, and when you watch those wonderful, wonderful, um, post-game locker room speeches uh, where co- Kevin O'Connell is giving out the game balls. Uh, almost every week, he's giving a game ball to Kirk Cousins, even when Cousins hasn't really played, you know, lights out. But like last week, he's given it to him uh, and he, you know, he's saying things like, uh, this guy, you know, he's let us today like he has all season. And then, the, the you know, the team goes wild, right? <laughs> so Kevin O'Connell has really, I think, done a good job of creating a story that, Kirk Cousins, this Kirk Cousins that I know, is a good leader. Uh, I believe in him. The team believes in him, or they should believe in him. The fans should believe in him. Well, and they're I think starting that again, to.
0: Even the yeah. Kirk haters are starting to come over because he is showing that when it counts,
1: he's performing. Exactly. And uh, I think that... Um, that again for Kirk Cousins that's got to for a guy who's um I don't know you know he's a, he's a pro athlete so he's got to be mentally tough but it's got to help when again your head coach is behind you is c- constantly advocating for you as uh, saying that you're a good leader then you you know you have you have no choice to believe it yourself you have no choice to believe that you are the guy that he's saying you are and the players follow with that too especially if you're winning <laughs> you know especially if you're, winning. If you're winning but yeah but uh from what i've seen the players you know like what you're seeing with on the plane and kirko chains uh and that the players are buying into this kirk cousins is a leader and a good leader 100 percent right now and uh and so that, uh, you know that's all well and good but how much of a difference does this make a difference as far as like the viking super bowl aspirations and i think david that it it uh, it might because Kirk Cousins is a guy, rightly or wrongly, and I think mostly rightly, has had a reputation for not stepping up in big games, wilting mm-hmm. under the spotlight, playing his worst when he needs to play, when we need him at his best. And so, again, uh, if you've got a coach who's behind you, you've got players who are behind you, you start to believe yourself that you are a different player under this coaching staff and this team, uh, maybe that's, that's got to give you more confidence, more mojo, whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's that secret sauce that allows him to, to, to not feel so much pressure in big games and, and play at the, the, the top level, the, Kirk, the top Kirk Cousins level that we need him to play at in these big games. Mm -hmm. And that could be that could be the difference between the Vikings making the playoffs and losing in the first round or them getting to the championship game, NFC championship game, actually winning it and having a chance to play for a Super Bowl and winning it. Mm -hmm. Or or Uh, at least we can we can dream about that. anyway. uh,
0: Raven talks about Zadarius is good for this team with the upbeat attitude. I think it was.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: I think it was. uh, 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 Score North talking about it, Mackey in particular, that. A lot of this driven, this positive stuff you're seeing, even with Kirk, Zedarius is right there. He's nearby. We know how that affected Daniil Hunter at the beginning. Daniel Hunter's a very quiet and reserved individual, right? But then he's got this big wild gregarious Zadarius Smith with him, and they become best of butts. Well, I think Zedarius is also doing bleeding a little bit of that over. It's you know one of those people with an aura that just radiates and it's bleeding over to Kirk and he's giving Kirk all the praise as well. And that's got, that's got to soak in. And the whole idea of when it counts, you can trust me, right? We've got this that we haven't seen in Kirk cousins before. There was a little bit of it last year, right? You saw the picture of the whole fighting uh, of Mike Zimmer. But, it wasn't the same. There wasn't a positive vibes around it. And now the positive vibes, and it's just growing exponentially. Hey, we're seven and one. And people go, yeah, but they were against bad teams. Yeah, but would they be bad if they, you know, if they beat us? You know, if they win more games, would they be if they beat us, you know, if the Packers would beat us, then would they be screaming, you know, if everybody had beat us that was not supposed to you know, that was supposedly bad, would they be considered a bad team, right? No, the Vikings obviously would, but it's, um, no, it's the Vikings making their way. And a big chunk of that is this guy, Kirk Cousins, and his attitude change. Gotta love it. Absolutely have to love it. It is fantastic.
1: And we'll see how it holds out if the Vikings hit. Hopefully, they don't hit, or hit a rough stretch uh, and they've got some tough games coming up. Uh, but uh, that's kind of the, 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 the a bit of the well, litmus test then as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be a test. Well, you see up there in the top left hand corner, Badass Wood Art. Badass Wood Art is our sponsor for this first segment. It is Lewis, he does scroll saw art. You can see he's got a big piece there that says Skull Vikings. And if you want one, you can just put in a promo code CT pocket and get 20% off. Right? Well, that's normal. Lewis is great. Well, guess who wanted one of his pieces? None other than Alexander Madison had him make oh, it. And he delivered awesome. it today. We showed the piece last week as in progress or the week before of Alexander Madison when he was in London drinking tea after a score. Well, he delivered it this week. And look at that smile on Alexander Madison. That is fantastic. And, of course, Lewis is happy. So he makes them for everybody, whether it be the stars, and these Hollywood stars for the players like Alexander Madison, or you and I. If you're looking for a cool, one-of-a-kind you know, Christmas gift that you can put in your man cave, because we always want to give ourselves gifts, or your best buddy, check out—that's badass wood art. Hmm.
1: That's uh, awesome. That Madison I wanted that, so. uh, that thing, and then they, you know, hey. Um, but I, I, I always like Madison as a, as a, as a person, um, mm-hmm. as well as a football player. He seems like a hell of a nice, nice kid.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so too. Well, that brings us to theme two. And how I learned <laughs> to stop worrying about the 50-50. Uh,
1: Peter Sellers, Dr. Oh, Strange Glove. Thank you, David. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to. I yeah. hope it does make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great movie. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, theme, theme number two, David. Uh, we um, Last week, um, something I think important happened in the Washington game um and um uh, Justin Jefferson season opener has like a huge humongous game 175 yards against that team from Wisconsin two touchdown passes uh, and he just looks like he's going to be a game record well he has been a game record but mm-hmm. uh he got the two touchdown pa- touchdown passes in the first game and then the following six games he didn't have a touchdown catch at all uh And it seemed like um, we were still winning, of course, so is great. And Justin Jefferson was still putting up some monster games during that time. But um, it just seemed like Kirk Cousins wasn't targeting him when we got into the red zone and in the end zone, Uh, that he was deciding that he didn't like the looks that he was getting uh, and that he was going to guys like Adam Thielen or Irv Smith. And, or KJ Osborne, or whoever, anybody other than Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, I don't care who scores the touchdowns for the Vikings when they do, uh, just as long as the Vikings score touchdowns. And it makes sense that if Justin Jefferson is double covered or triple covered, uh, that, and Adam Thielen is wide open in the end zone, well, you throw it to Adam Thielen or mm-hmm. whoever, right? But I think it is a problem if you're consistently. Not throwing to your best offensive player, unless you consider Christian Derisaw the Vikings' best offensive player, which he <laughs> might be. <laughs>
0: well, maybe on a two-point diversion you might
1: try that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it seems a problem if you're letting you know coverage dictate when you're going to go to the best offensive player you have and the best off- offensive player, maybe one of the best offensive players in the NFL. And, um, you know, great players, David, make great plays even when they are covered. And we saw that. And so, <clears throat> what was what I, you know, and, and in the Washington game, what we saw was that Kirk Cousins, when we got down near the Washington and, uh, red zone in the end zone, he threw three basically 50 50 balls to Justin Jefferson. Uh, something that I uh, we hadn't really been seeing before, where J- Justin Jefferson was. These were contested uh, mm-hmm. catches. Uh, one of them ended up being a touchdown on a great catch by JJ. One ended to get ended up getting un- intercepted, uh, unfortunately and unlucky really on kind of a tip drill scenario. Right. And then the third the third one was incomplete, but JJ almost caught it. Uh, that one was contested too. So I found that encouraging. I thought that was significant. Uh, one is is that. Um, Again, great players make great plays even when they're covered. Uh, in, in When you've got a 50-50 ball with Justin Jefferson, there's two things I think that can happen. He can either, he's going to make a great catch and we get a touchdown, or on two of those incompletions, one interception and then the one that was incomplete, I think that the guy covering him, the guy in this photo, Benjamin St. Just. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Montreal, Canada, by the way. Uh, but uh, <laughs> B- B- Benjamin St. Just, uh, I thought that he got he was pretty handsy on those plays. He got there a little bit early. It could have been called pass interference. Now, um, I don't think that they should have, but it could have been. I've seen less called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just the other outcome of these 50-50 balls, is that A, it could be a touchdown, or the defender who's covering the, one of the best offensive players in the league get panics trying to prevent a great player from making a great play. And either of those outcomes are great outcomes for the Vikings offense. So, uh, you know, chuck it up to JJ, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and the thing that I've kind of, I feel is that in Kirk Cousins, in his time here, David, maybe you agree, maybe you don't, you can chime in, but uh, in the four years I've seen him play, he's a guy who likes to, it seems he likes to see guys open. Uh, Like he doesn't like to throw the contested, ball because he's worried about it getting intercepted uh so very encouraging to see him try three of those 50 50 balls and the guy up here again got to give him credit because he's been encouraging Kirk Cousins lately to try those throws you see that quote up there where he says I think sometimes we just got to give our best players chances to just make plays you know I have a ton of confidence in Justin in those 50 50s for it not to ultimately be a 50 50. And that's really important, right? Because uh, a 50 50 ball to somebody like KJ Osborne or Jalen Reger probably is a 50 50 ball. But you throw right. a 50 50 ball to Justin Jefferson, there's he's probably to, a pretty good most chance. Most likely he's going, he's going, to, going to, to
0: catch it. it. I would say even Adam Thielen yeah. for that matter. And it's, um, but that all came from him talking to him and saying, I know you're used to, if you don't see the numbers on the jersey, don't throw it there, right? That was always Kirk's deal. i got to see the numbers on the jersey Yeah, I to know he's open. Minimum to know he's open. And now it's like, no, I don't care if you don't see it. I want you to go there because your playmakers are going to make the play. And he started to do that. And he started to do that, like we said in the – First part in the most important of times, and that—and there we go, and Darren again—must be slow, solar flares up in Canada. There, um, Christopher Gates. Um, we joke. That's a that's a family joke, but anyways, it's um, uh, it's going to take. Hey, Electrite, We're going to get into that here in the third segment. Um. But it takes that willingness to go, go out and take that chance to learn to reprogram his head to say, "Hey, I can make that throw. All I got to do is throw it to the guy, and Justin Jefferson's going to jump up and grab it." And he has, and that's been that's a huge change over the previous administration and how they have wanted him to throw the ball. You talked about how uh, Kirk or uh, um, Teddy was loved because Teddy would do what he was told, basically, and he'd play conservative, and that's cool, and then they could feature the run game. Now it's Kevin O'Connell wants to feature the pass game, and who's your best pass ass at besides Kirk Cousins? It's a guy catches the ball, Justin Jefferson. One of the top five wide receivers in the league. One of the top three, if you want to count it that way, and possibly the best, and it's on his way to prove that. So it should be, a, it's a good thing that this has happened. It's a good thing that Kevin O'Connell's gotten into Kirk Cousins' ears and say, hey, throw it up. Justin's going to catch him.
1: Yes, sir. And even He actually threw, I guess, I'd say, a fourth 50 50 ball, David, in that game uh, that got intercepted initially. But Benjamin St. Just was like, had mauled Justin Jefferson to get that interception. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being a pass PI for us. And we got the first down out of it. And again, we kept on moving and got Keep a score on, on that drive. Yeah, Keep on talking baby. it. And, and that's what happens when you throw the ball to your, your best player. Um, it's going to be a pretty good play. Eighty percent of the time, Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I agree with you. Hundred
1: percent. Don't don't let the coverage, uh, you know, dictate all the time. Not that you're going to go somewhere other than go to a lesser player and not go to Justin Jefferson. I guess is that's what Kevin O'Connell's been trying to drum Mm -hmm. into Kirk Cousins. Especially if it's one on one. one. Yeah, one on one, Mm -hmm. particularly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, encouraging, and we'll see if that continues on Sunday, which will be our next theme. (laughs) But first, our favorite part of the show,
0: Lake Monster Brewing. You're wearing your hat. I'm not, but that's okay. Uh, As long as one of us is. Yep. The boys at the brewery have been hard at work. They have uh, some new beer on tap this week. They have a raspberry sour to go along with the blackberry sour. If you're in a fruity mood. That's the way to go, baby. Top that with a hot apple cider, right? And a hot apple cider ale, you can't go wrong. You're going to have a good time. Then in the pints, we got a few new ones in the can now available for sale. St. Paul Pub Ale, uh, which could be an everyday drinker. You have your murmur milk stout if you're the stout type. I love me a good stout, especially this time of year. And for those that like hard seltzers, they've got that too. So everything is there available. Go down and check. You know, they have the great outdoor space, but if you aren't into the cold, that seems to have come over the upper Midwest and dripped all the way down here to Austin. Um, They got tables indoors. Go inside and have a great time. Make memories. That's with Lake Monster Brewery, and uh, they make fantastic beers and great memories. And that brings us on to theme three.
1: Vikings versus the Bills. And we're going to start. Game, big, big game, David. Big, big, big Huge game. game. Huge Huge,
0: mm-hmm. huge, as they say in New York. Let's start with the weather forecast.
1: Very important in Buffalo this time of year.
0: Yes, it is. There it is. It is better than anticipated at the beginning of the week. There are your temps, there are your field likes, and there are your winds. I have the winds coming out of the west. I included a seating map below so you can see what direction that is. West and northwest comes from. You have the Vikings sideline will be up there at the top. It will come from the left side of your image and blow down the field. So that is, I believe, the more open side of the stadium. So kicking into that direction will be a little bit difficult. And, you know, temperatures in the 40s, low 40s, wind chills feels like in the low 30s. That's nothing extraordinary compared to what's happening in Minnesota right now. That's normal. Uh, I don't expect the temperature to be a big deal. The wind, even though it's not great, you know, 13 miles an hour, probably gusts 20-ish. They'll have to watch that. But that's your weather for tomorrow. And it is better than what was forecasted at the beginning of the week. Now we'll, let's get into the injury reports. Viking stuff. Tomlinson out. Dansler out. Right? And we got news on Dansler here momentarily. For the Bills, they got starter Jordan Peterson out, and Greg Rousseau out, which is good. Uh for us, uh Kyre Elam, their cornerback is doubtful. Josh Allen as questionable on their official report and Tremaine Edmonds also as questionable. Um, whether those guys play, they've got real good starting linebackers, but they've been hurt. That may impact T.J. Hawkinson, but we'll find out. The news, I said, hinting at Cameron Dantzler, before this, the game this morning, right, at 1 o'clock, one fifteen. Ian Rappaport put out that Cameron Dantzler has been put on IR for a minimum of four games at least. It is due to an ankle injury that indicates a high ankle sprain. That means we're going to see a lot more of the young rookie corners, be it Evans, and we may even see a little bit of Booth. We get into our number stats, and I know this is hard for the folks that are listening on podcast after the fact, but... This is how we match up. Vikings for PFF has the Vikings offense eighth, the Bills defense fourth. Now, there's going to be a theme about this whole spiel. The Bills are good. Just to let you know, they're very good. So this is going to be a test. Football Outsiders has our offense dropping a little bit, 16th, 17th in pass, and eighth in the run versus The fourth overall defense they have them as, fifth in pass, six against the run. And then when you get into the hard numbers, the Elias Sports Bureau numbers, your box score numbers, uh, the Vikings are 15th in yards, 10th in passing, 24th in rushing, and 8th in points. The points is the big deal that we're top 10 in points. Let's move that up and get in the top five. They've given up 16 sacks. They're uh, fifth in turnovers with eight. Um, given up
1: eight. That's that's a, that's a good five, by the way. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's fifth best. Yeah, as in the worst is giving up a lot more. Uh, when it gets to the defense on the Bills, they're fourth in yards. They don't give up many. They're 7th against the pass. That's their weakest point. They're 6th against rushing. That's also a point. A lot of injuries has affected that. But they're number 1 in points. They do their stingy defense. They do not like people scoring on them. They're 11th in sacks with 23. They're 13th in uh, turnovers. They've got a plus 1 differential. And they're 4th in takeaways with 15. It's an awful lot. Vikings, as of when I checked last night, are uh, three points down. Hey, Philip, um, and uh, the over/under, I believe, is going to move that forty-two and a half. So they went from a nine and a half point underdog to a three point underdog. That tells me tells us Vegas is thinking Josh Allen isn't playing. At least as of and last we know,
1: game. and we know Vegas knows things, David.
0: Yes, they do. Now will we flip the flip the side. Vikings defense per PFF power ranking is twenty first, versus the Bills offense, which is second. It's gonna it's gonna be a test, people. It will be a freaking test. Um, as Raymond says, we need to stay away from the three and outs. Football Outsiders has us overall as 19th on defense, 16th against pass, 19th against run, they have their Move offense, only six overall, six with pass and 20th on the run. their run game is not their strongest suit. When we get to Elias uh we have the Vikings defense 26, but that's moving up, 27th against passing, six against rushing or ninth against rushing. We're getting better at stopping the rush, and we're 12th on points. We're moving up on that, too. Let's get that in the top 10. Uh, we have, uh, we're have 10th in sacks with 24. We're 4th in turnovers with a plus 6 different, differential, and that means a lot. And we're 6th with uh, takeaways. We have 14 on their offensive side, their first in yards. Right. The Bills are good. They're third in passing. They're 13th in rushing, which shows their weakness. They're third in points. They can score. They're, they've taken 16 sacks and they are 28th in turnovers. They've given up 14. Now, the big deal out of this is the Buffalo Bills, even though they get a lot of turnovers, they give a lot of turnovers. They tend to, uh, Lose the ball frequently. It hasn't hurt them to this point, unless you want to call, call their last loss against the Jets, or hurt, but that's who they are. Then we get into the final slide when it comes to the numbers, the special teams. Vikings stay steady at 25, and this includes all special team play, not just kicking. Whereas the Bills actually have gone down, and they are now ranked fifth in DVOA, When it comes to special teams And as you can see through all of those The Bills are basically Better in all aspects Of this game But there are Avenues to take advantage Of them But this will be a test Question is Will the Vikings pass? (laughs) Big question is this man Josh Josh Allen their superstar Josh Allen. quarterback,
1: Timothy Slack, just had a comment saying that Rabapor has tweeted out that Josh Allen is going to start tomorrow. We'll see if that's the case. Um, you know, any talk of this game starts with starts with Josh Allen because uh, you know his David his his mobility, his arm strength, his, his uh, ability to make plays and big plays off schedule. Or when, you know, play that looks like it's doomed, it should be a throwaway. And he makes, you know, he turns it into a first down or, or a big play. Uh, Josh Allen can do those sorts of things. His ability to do those sorts of things is, and, and other things are, you know, he's got that talent uh, that to do things that the Vikings defense probably, uh, is not going to be able to handle all that well at times as you know, no defense has really handled him very well, except the jets last week. But um, so huge, huge thing there with, with Allen if he's, if he's playing uh, you know, the, the Vikings probably their path to winning this game is, is probably a lot of uh, like somebody else was saying about cutting down the three and outs. You're probably going to, Josh Allen is playing and you're the Vikings are going to need to have three or four drives that are eight minutes or more. They're going to have to score touchdowns on the majority of those three of those four. And on the, and on the drives that they don't score, they're going to have to not be three and outs. They're going to have to eat up some of the clock. And they're also not going to, they, they can't turn the ball over on those and, drives. And especially that they don't in good score
0: field position. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And good field position. So, and that whole thing is like, again, keep the ball away from Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and Dawson and and Knox and Gabe Davis, Uh, give them the ball as little time as possible. That'll keep their scoring uh, average down. And this is a team that averages 27.5 points per game, which you already saw is third in the league. Uh, So uh, that'll keep the game close. And the Vikings are very, very comfortable playing close games this year. We've seen that Uh, they've won them all. Uh, And, uh, and so, you know, that's the path to success. Uh, if josh allen plays but that requires the vikings to play pretty much a perfect game in a lot of ways and the vikings are seven and one they've been very resilient david but perfect they have not (laughs) not been (laughs) they have not been uh but maybe this is the game uh
0: oh no they have not been the question is josh allen um are we getting the perfect Josh Allen, or the best Josh Allen? The, his injury is his ulnar, supposedly his ulnar nerve and his ulnar center ligament, cruciating ligament or something like that. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a doctor. But I do know the ulnar nerve because I've had issues with mine. It's the nerve that runs right through the middle of your elbow. You can feel it um, in your lump, and it goes down, and it affects these two fingers on your hand and so there's problems with grip that may cause problems but with josh allen josh allen has to happens to be their biggest run producer he averages I think it's 6.2 yards per carry you gotta watch him because his ability he's big he's a large guy he can go in and he can bang out yards just by running the ball and our run defense is going to have to watch out for that. And there was speculation, even if he can't throw the ball, they might bring in Case Keenum for that, but Josh Allen to run the ball because he is so important that way. But if, 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 big if, right? We talk about Vegas knowing their stuff. Big if, if he's not playing, um, we get Case Keenum,
1: right? We do, and that's a, and that's a, that would be a huge plus for the Vikings, David. David obviously, um, you know, Case Keenum has um, a guy that, yes, he's a pro, he's uh, he's got sixty four starts in the NFL, but uh, this preseason, and I know it's preseason, but this preseason he played pretty poorly. He actually got outplayed most of the time by Matt Barkley, and and uh, he's not the two thousand seventeen Case Keenum. He's actually. 2017 has been the only year he's ever played like like that. Uh, so he's not as mobile. He's he's mobile, but he's not nearly the running threat that that Case that Josh Allen is. He doesn't have the bazooka of an arm that Josh Allen has. So this this Bills offense, if Case Keenum is the quarterback, is not going to be able to perform like it does under Josh Allen. It won't be as consistent. It won't be as explosive. We won't be able to score as many points, and you know, or they shouldn't. And You talked about the running thing again, like uh, Dave, uh, Josh Allen is the Bills number one, number one rushing guy. Like he's Mm -hmm. their top rusher. And if he's not in the game, then that takes away uh, the design quarterback runs that they give him a lot of time, especially in the, in the red zone. And that takes away a lot of the read option stuff. So this is a huge tipping point Um, and, and not allowing the Bills to score 27.5 27.5 points a game is important because, as you said, the defense is also very, very good. Oh. <laughs> um, our, our old pal, Leslie Frazier, has got this defense playing very well. Mm. They've got very good players on all on all units. Vaughn Miller, pitcher up there. Uh, and, and the he,
0: fact that he is playing at such a high level at his age is amazing to me. He's a future Hall is. of Famer. He'll
1: go in no no matter what. No doubt. Um, No doubt, yes. It's just, but but he's got him. You got got him. You got Ed Oliver. You got Matt Milano who's back. Tremaine Edmonds, if he plays, is another very rangy sideline to sideline guy. Um, It doesn't look like Tredavious White will be back this week, uh, which is a plus for the Vikings, but he was eligible to come off the injured reserve, but I guess he's not ready. Uh, Jordan Poyer's out. That's big. Greg Rousseau was their second leading sack guy, so him being out could be huge, but still a lot of very good players on the on the Bears defense. They only give up 14.8 points per game. There's been three games this year where they haven't they've given up 10 points or less. So they're tough to score on. They're tough yes, to score on. And uh, and if you've seen if you watched the Vikings last week and you saw how they struggled to move the ball consistently against a very good Washington front five, you can't help but be pretty worried about how things are going to go against this Buffalo defense mm-hmm. with the way our offense has been. So many empty drives uh, throughout the season. Um, and and so it's going to be a huge challenge for the Vikings offense. Kevin O'Connell has said that. But they they they, they need to score 20 points or more in this game to even be in it, especially if Josh, Josh Allen is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this might be one of those games where the Vikings have to uh, maybe break some tendencies offensively. They they pass 64% of the time. But the, the Bills, the last two weeks anyway, have been gashed by the running game. Uh, that team from Wisconsin ran for 208 yards against them two weeks ago. The Jets in the win ran for 178 or 175, I believe. And that was right. a big reason they won. Um, so the Vikings might have to passing the ball might be difficult. They're going to need to run the ball. Well, Dalvin cook is going to, I think this could be, he hasn't had a monster game yet, but, but he's going to be playing be against it. this may be it. He's playing Especially against his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's playing against his brother, James cook. And I think he's going to be extra motivated for that. Uh, if if Dalvin Cook has a 140 yard game, that's going to be huge for the Vikings offense because passing the ball, you know, if it's a little windy against the tough Bills defense, that puts pressure on quarterbacks. That could be, you know, that's that's going to be, I think, uh, that's going to be huge for the Vikings because this might be a game where the offense running the ball could be just as important or more important in how we move it than passing the ball and our our interior offensive lineman... I, they they can't get whipped like they did last week against Washington Dave and i'm looking at Ezra Cleveland in particular on that one with his 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 zero pass pro football focused passing was, grade and
0: ezra was doing so great this year i mean there was talk of he's almost at pro bowl level and then yep. last week zero mm. I, um, hopefully they've got that figured out fixed whatever the line coach figured out hey this is why you were getting beat or yep. that it was some sort of key that the defensive lineman had picked up. And that's – we'll see. The The Bills' defense isn't known as a pass pressure-producing defense. Not as one of the best. They can produce pressure. And Von Miller is obviously great. Um, But hopefully – and Von Miller came out this week and said – we're playing the best offensive line we have all year when he looks at this. I don't know if he's looking at the interior, or if he's looking at the tackles, right? O'Neal and Daris all have great seasons. Yeah, I could see Von Miller saying, Oh shit, I'm gonna yeah. have a you know, it's gonna be a game today. Um, but the rest of the line, <laughs> yeah. We have Ezra up there. Ezra's my boy. I got Ed on the other side. I want Ed to be my boy, too. And, of course, Bradbury in the middle, hopefully he stays stout. Um, Speaking of murmur stout, we should name that after a center that has sand in the pants. Anyways, um, got that, Matt? Matt, you should be watching. That's a good idea for a beer name. Anyways, um, but they should be able to, if they can hold up, give Kirk Cousins time, give Jess's Jefferson time to get downfield, give Thielen time to get downfield, give T.J. Hawkinson across the middle, K.J. Short. Think, 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 who's ever open, dump it, go, let's do this. Yes, Ford man, Darisau versus Von Miller should be a great matchup, and it's going to be fun to watch tomorrow.
1: I agree with that 100%. The Bills' defense, Dave, makes, makes you really grind out drives, which is difficult to do mm. in the NFL, right? Like, you, they don't give up a whole lot of big plays uh, normally. And so you got to string together those eight, seven, eight, nine, 10 play drives, which is hard to do against a very good defense. Uh, so that's an issue. I think uh, one thing that's going to be important is when you, Drew Bunting, Drew, who's not on the, the, he must be watching the Michigan or something. I don't uh, know that. why he's
0: not on. We even feature him today
1: yeah he's got this uh you know when you're playing on the road in a tough place there's going to be 60 plus thousand drunk buffalo fans loud as old (laughs) hell out there and yeah and uh and so uh you play in in an environment like that against a very 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 good team and you you gotta like can't let the game spiral out of control right from the get-go and drew likes to call this the full tilt boogie mode where you know just (laughs) You know, you just lose control of the game. You get your ass kicked, and you lose forty-five to, to, to ten or seven, like the Titans lost this year in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. I think uh, how you can help—not uh, you can help with not preventing that from happening—is the Vikings' first offensive drive. They have been—they've uh, scored on touchdown on five of their eight first offensive drives this year. That is an excellent ratio. They've got to do that again tomorrow, uh, and. And that kind of settled the game down, down, Dave. It'll keep, get the crowd a little bit grumpy. It'll get them a little bit silent. Uh, it'll create some doubt into the minds of Buffalo, the Buffalo team. It's a great like settler, and it can and it forces Buffalo, especially if you've got that first drive and you score a touchdown, on mm-hmm. it forces them to play from behind right away. So the Vikings have been very good at that this this year, doing that to teams. They got to do that again tomorrow um against the bills that's going to be key and you know don't let things go full tilt boogie don't be down 20 to nothing in the first but the first at the end of the first half or worse uh, you know like we saw or 21 to 24 to 7 like we saw against the eagles right then you're just out of the game you're going to have to pass all the time the run will be out the window it's just not a good scene for the vikings um and so th- that's a key i think the other thing dave is that um is it's it's time for the, the the Vikings? If you look at all the stats, are analytical, traditional, other than wins and losses. Nobody outside of a Vikings homer thinks that the Vikings are a superior team to the Buffalo Bills. Most. Uh, and nobody, yes. yeah, and and they're starting to get ex- some love. But yeah, I I I can't disagree with that assessment either. Um, but I think the Bills are overall a, a better team. But. Um, the vikings this is a huge statement game for them uh this is a, a chance for them to change that narrative that we're hearing of where they they're pretenders right uh <clears> hmm <throat> huge huge news there so the Viking. this is a proven game came for the vikings.
0: In just 15 minutes before the show yes uh because the bills have not brought up their third stream quarterback that means josh uh, josh allen um yes josh allen will be set to play tomorrow they say start um we're gonna see josh allen mm-hmm.
1: and you know that's okay if if there's any way for the vikings to to erase some of the doubts change the minds of people as you go into buffalo with josh allen starting
0: their ass
1: or just win right like uh punch well, above like your win, weight but- Yeah, Yeah, a whooping. Yeah, I'm not expecting. I'll take a win, but punch above your weight. The Vikings have traditionally, in a big game, have come up small. They played like hobbits against league giants. Uh, They don't uh, play very well under the bright lights. Well, here's a chance for Kevin O'Connell and his then the Vikings team to change that narrative to get uh, to and to change the continue to change the culture of the team and have us, you know, not settle for just being good. Let's be great, right? Mm -hmm. Like. I'm not going to be happy if the Vikings lose tomorrow and they lose close. Uh, let's get a win. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. If you're going to win the Super Bowl, and that's what we all want, you got to beat teams like Buffalo somewhere down the line. Right. Uh, so, I think
0: it's a good test. Now, Fordman yeah. says if we, if we lose, that would prepare us more for the playoffs. I disagree. If we win and can beat uh, an outstanding team like Buffalo. And like you talked about, the key phrase, punch above your weight. We saw all the stats. Right? The Vikings are decent in a lot of stats. Bills are better. Yeah. Right? So punch up. Punch above your weight. If you can beat that better team, that builds even more confidence. We're talking about the confidence building of the coming back for all those games with Kirk Cousins, whatever. They go in to Buffalo Stadium. Obviously, Buffalo fans are rabid. We love them we have a bunch of history with them we have the empathy of the four super bowl losses together the the whole thing they're going to be pumped for this i also expect oh, yeah. some vikings fans to be there because we travel well but they're going to be pumped this is going to be a contest this is a national broadcast for 90% of the nation if you're in the other 10% i feel sorry for you this is going to be the game of the week on noo- at the noontime game, right? This is going to be fantastic. And the question is, will the Vikings go in there, punch above their weight, keep in this game, and can they pull off the wind? I'd love them to dominate, but we don't expect that. We expect this to be a close, hard-fought game. That way, if they do win, you know, it is a test. Um. Do I think it helps prepare them for the Super Bowl? Yes. Do I view this as a possible Super Bowl preview? Absolutely. This could be it, and what an epic, epic Super Bowl that would be! Um, the press would absolutely love that, promoting that. You know, the two zero and four teams battling out to see which one comes with the home with the Lombardi first. But Raymond says, keep it close and keep it competitive and come out with the win. Absolutely, Raymond, you
1: got it. Oh, that's what the Jets did last week. Now they were at home, but uh, and their defense is, uh, I think you know, is playing you know really well. Um, but uh, you know that's it. And you know Josh Allen, as great as he is, uh, as fantastic as he is, even, you know, not by mm-hmm. the, from the river counters. Yeah, true, Davey. Uh, but Josh Allen, as great as he is, he's thrown four interceptions the last two games, and they've been bad bad interceptions deep in you know, all a few of them like deep in the red zone um costing the bills scoring opportunities and they've been throws that i'm not even sure i would have made if i was there like they were like bad interceptions so hopefully that josh allen uh, is uh around tomorrow as well because the vikings have been doing pretty well on the turnovers themselves yes, they have
0: oh yes they have as we saw they're like fourth getting turnovers and Josh Allen has been, you know, giving him up.
1: But you don't. Hey, want GMAC,
0: to... thanks for joining us at the end of the show.
1: GMAC, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. I, I the there uh, was talking about meet at the quarterback. That's always a key, Dave. But uh, uh, thing. the thing about Josh Allen though is that uh, if we want to meet at the quarterback, and we don't want him to get outside the pocket too much because right. especially when he rolls, contain, I think it's collapse, right. when you contain him. When he rolls, gets out of the pocket, and he rolls right, he makes a lot of big plays doing that. And uh, so that's going to be a focus for all teams that face Josh Allen. It's going to be one for the Vikings. Can they do it? Uh, That uh, remains to be seen, but it's going to be important for them to do it. Mm
0: -hmm. Davey put, oops, rivet counters. Davey, I'll get it with you offline. I've got some good stories about rivet counters. (laughs) Um, It's an Air Force term. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> G-Max says you sound like him a couple days ago. I hope you feel better, G-Max, if that's the case. Um, but we've got a huge game tomorrow. It's at noon. It is a national broadcast. I get to watch it live, which warms my heart, other than I'm wasting money on Sunday ticket. But I don't care because no lag. It's going to be beautiful. Are you getting it up there in Yellowknife?
1: I haven't actually checked, uh, but I'm pretty sure we do. It's uh, it's just uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be on one of the channels that's carrying the game for sure.
0: men I'd love to see Hitman continue his interception uh, streak. Two would be sweet, but just to continue with one, I think would be great. And then to get the young corners, be it Evans or maybe even Booth involved, it should be good. Well, that brings us. Towards the end of the show, I want to thank everybody that's joined us, found their way over yes. on uh, YouTube. Since uh, for some reason things weren't working on Facebook today, I appreciate that. As always, please like, subscribe, ring the bell. It helps us. Um, we don't ask for donations like some other shows. We may do that in the future if I ever figure out how, but <laughs> it's. Uh, um, we appreciate you coming here. We, the whole purpose is building community and talk about the things we love. The Minnesota Vikings. We may not agree on everything, but we do love the team and we want them to succeed. Ford, man, you'll have it on in Tennessee. Outstanding. Um,
1: we always have, and we always have a lot of great comments from our, our viewers. Oh, we do.
0: And they're absolutely fantastic. And it's, and it's them, the community that we absolutely love. Um, Davey, I believe it is. I believe uh, the only places are obscure like Indianapolis or someplace like that. I, I literally think I saw the viewer's map. I think it is on in New York City. Um, you will have to check. I will look afterwards, and I want to talk to you anyways um, privately when it comes to river counters because we may have two different versions of that. Um, Purple haze. good to see both of us. Uh, we love good to see you guys come, as well. I need some more whiskey. I am out of this, but I opened a new bottle. I got plenty and I've got cleaning to do. Why? you wonder why? Why does Dave have to clean? Well, that's a good question because Dave doesn't like cleaning. But anyways, <laughs> um, I've got a special guest tomorrow. Tomorrow on the final cut or the final score, When we go live in the final two minutes, I have the founder of Climbing the Pocket, Mr. Jason Brown, man of renown, coming all the way down from Ottawa to do the show with me here.
1: That's also in Canada, folks, if you don't know, never heard of Ottawa before.
0: Yeah. Jason, uh, married himself a Canadian lady, beautiful woman, and, uh, but he's coming down here, and he is in town already. He will do the show with me tomorrow. We're going to have a good time and hopefully celebrate a Vikings win. Any oh, last words sweet. there, Darren?
1: Uh, just, I am looking forward to the game tomorrow, David. I hope it's a game that, uh, that uh, warrants me looking forward to it. Uh, I am a little bit nervous that this one might be a full tilt boogie type deal, but uh, I got faith in the Vikings. Uh, I got faith in Kevin O'Connell that this game will uh, be a lot different than the Eagles game that we saw on Week Two. I think so. That, too. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put out a good showing, and uh, uh, you know, if I were to predict the score, I wouldn't predict the Vikings to win, especially now with Josh Allen playing. But uh, again, punch above your weight, play big when you need to play big. Like hey, let's surprise, let's surprise some people, I including Vikings, ourselves.
0: I don't, <laughs> with. I don't think it's gonna be. A- yeah massive scoring game, but I think the Vikings may win. I hope they do. But like I said, join us all tomorrow, folks. We go live in the final two minutes. It should be a blast. And what do we say? We say, skull Vikings! Go Vikings! Man, right. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, The Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody.